The following is an exclusive Disruption Network production. In the heart of East Utica lies Joey's at 307. That's 307 Mohawk Street. It's where the eclectic old school meets the new school cuisine. Dine in and enjoy some amazing seafood dishes, classic Utica Italian dishes, a revolving dinner menu, and even offering catering. Call them at 315-864-3527. Joey's at 307. You're going to love it. Support for this podcast is brought to you by Ballwash.com. Stay protected from odors. In itch, the essential must-have product to keep your crotch fresh. Feeling good and smelling great throughout the day and throughout your workouts. Remember, guys, the fun doesn't have to stop in the shower. Get the funk off your junk. Use the promo code Members Only and get 15% off all your sales. Use promo code Members Only for 15% off. Again, that's BallWash.com. Members Only for promo code for 15% off. Good afternoon, everybody. How you doing? Welcome. It is Stupid Computer Day here around Disruption Network, but we'll manage to get through. It is me, Z. You can follow along on all Disruption Network social media platforms. We're live on Facebook. We're live on Twitch, and you can also catch us on YouTube. Shout out to the sponsors. If not for the sponsors, this podcast isn't possible. Thank you to EJA Moving Services, the professional movers. When you're ready to move and relocate, hit up Eddie and his fine staff at 315-335-0516, ejamoving.com. They give you free boxes, they pack up your boxes, and they bring those boxes wherever they need to be brought to. Give them a call today, 315-335-0516. Tell them Uncle Z sent you. Also, shout out to Joey's at 307. It's 307 Mohawk Street. If you want a good meal this week, give them a call. Get a reservation today, people, because they're filling up fast. It's 315-864-3527. Thank you to Utica Coffee. Thank you to my attorney, Dave Longaretta, who's been keeping me out of trouble since, like, the early 90s. Give him a call if you need legal advice. It's 315-735-6162. Thank you to my good friends over at Saranac. Give uh, a, a shout-out to Billy the Liquor Guy. Billy the Liquor Guy is an author of the book called Under Too Long. It's a book about undercover agents busting the bad guys. You can get it on Amazon or wherever you get your books. It's a very action-packed book. Check it out. And shout-out to Ballsy. Ballwash.com. Use promo code MEMBERS only. Get yourself a 15% discount. Get you some hygiene for your groin area. Joining me today. Uh, sure, that, that's, where you, that's where I click in, the hygiene for your groin area, huh? I should turn you on to some nut rub, bro. You would really love it. It's changed my life. Nut That's rub a is... sentence I never thought I'd hear. Turning me on to some nut rub. Right. <laughs> you got my friend Sarsi on the line with us today. How are you? It's good to see you both. It's great to see you too, Z. Thanks so much for having us. How was your How was your quarantine? Your Your Corona? How did that work out for you guys in the last twenty months or whatever? Mm. It's been interesting. It's um, you know, it started out very dark. I can't speak for you, but for me, I was pretty dark, pretty depressed, uh, like everybody. And it was tough to get out of bed and try to be a functioning member of society. And then we started doing these live streams and we had people tuning in to see us every week. And Rich started watching these YouTube tutorials and learning how to do special effects on the live streams. And people started expecting us to do more and more. And um, which was good because it like, it gave us purpose because we felt like we have to get up and put on this great show. And it has to be better than last week because people are tuning in and and it helped lift some of the darkness for me. <laughs> and uh, it ended up being this like really cool community that gathered with us every week and helped us and then started talking with each other. And they kind of helped each other through the whole situation. And then when we started going back to touring, they created this like Facebook group and they all still chat and kind of support each other and help each other. And so that's kind of a a cool side effect to come from it all. 
Were you guys yeah. using a green screen? Because I checked in on a, on a yeah. few of your live streams. So you were in front yeah. of the green screen. Yeah, we got, I mean, uh, yeah. the room that we were in uh, is kind of our basement studio and it has bright blue walls. And then one day I was messing around with OBS, which is what we were using for our live streams. And I was like, oh, they have a, a chroma key. Where you can just block out the, or knock out the background. And so I knocked out the blue background and it worked surprisingly well. Uh, but then, you know, we decided to spend 20 bucks and ordered a bunch of green screen <laughs> curtains on Amazon. Uh, and so then we started doing just all, just we the, did a the, the Star Wars show yeah. and there were spaceships yeah. and, you know, we, we got, we now we own, got weird. We now own over 20 wigs because we started doing uh, <laughs> theme shows and skits. Uh, we did an 80s theme show where we did a bunch of songs from the 80s. And yeah. we did some of our songs in the style of the 80s. I'm sure we jumped and, uh, the shark about oh, a month yeah. in, but oh, we yeah. kept going yeah. anyway. And, uh, yeah, that's what happens when you're left in a basement with just one other person with no one to bounce <laughs> ideas off of. You just get really freaking weird. So, was yeah. there at any point you two wanted to choke each other? Uh, oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, we actually wrote a song about it. Uh, really? We have a we have a song a new song of ours that's called Seven Seas. It's not specifically about choking. No, just but- the struggles of. Being together, locked in a room during the pandemic. Well, people ask us all, it's because we're married and people say, how do you guys tour as a married couple and not want to kill each other? But And we've been doing that for 20 years. Yeah, amazing. But we have changing scenery when you go from town to town and city to city and you have adventures together. When you're just in the house every day, every waking second, working together, living together, it was definitely trying. And I talked to some other people and i know we're not the only couple that went through that in the Mm -hmm. pandemic but we wrote this song called seven seas about you know like the ups and downs of trying to be in a relationship and having your whole world basically like the rug pulled out from under you i thought i kind of like did this analogy of like when we're on tour it's like we're out at sea and all of a sudden we're on land and we don't know what to do like we don't know how to act you know and it was weird. It was definitely a struggle. I mean, we made it through, but it was, there were some rough days. <laughs> and the love so. is stronger than ever, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, That's we awesome. were best friends through it all, but best friends can fight like. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, you two are such road warriors. You're out there all the time. I mean, how many shows a year are you performing? It's like 300 shows a year. So it must have been difficult well, for you two yeah. to shut it down yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was. I, we try not to complain because, you know, we did go from having a lot of, you know, I think we canceled 200 shows Oof. just in the remainder of, of 2020, but, you know, we were together, we were healthy. Yeah. Uh, so try to keep that in perspective and not, we try not to be too woe is me. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause we knew that eventually, you know, things would, would turn around and they're kind of slowly getting back to normal. I mean, they're, uh, Booking is still very weird, you know, yeah. as we tour out different parts of the country because there's all these different, you know, pop up out, outbreaks of, yeah. of Delta and, and, and everything every else. Every city so. has like a different like personality concerning COVID. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting as I'm trying to book us, some places are, you know, oh, yeah, sure, we're going to book you and we just do vaccine only shows and we require masks and all safe and everything's fine. And then some cities are like, Oh no, we're not doing music yet. We we can't do music yet. We're too afraid, and and it's it's just interesting, like, because because we know what it's like in New York, but we don't really know what it's like yeah. anywhere else. You as, know, as so if the bookings weren't hard enough. Yeah. Now there's another another whole level of just dealing mm-hmm. with with COVID. So it's been weird. Yeah. yeah. The other thing I've noticed too, with a lot of the venues, the times have changed it, it, yes. as far as like, it used to be a late gig, a headliner would go on at midnight. Now you're playing at seven o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. You must and like we that love that. Though. Yeah, we do. We well, do. We've been doing it for 20 years. So yeah. we're not teenagers and neither are our fans. So we're not really complaining about the earlier times. Our, I feel like our fans, have cool. been, our fans have been asking us for years, you know, uh, can you play earlier? You know, especially if you're uh, the headliner and you're not going on till 11 o'clock. Sometimes that's off-putting to some of our fans. Yeah. So, you know, now to yeah. go on at eight o'clock or even <laughs> earlier, I it seems like a win-win. I feel like venues yeah. are kind of embracing it and saying, 
maybe we didn't need to be open till 2 a.m. Yeah. Um, you, I mean, how do you feel? Do you like it? Oh, I love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I absolutely love it. You get go home at a reasonable hour instead of being home at four o'clock in the morning, you know? From, yeah. Yeah. From, it's kind of nice. Yeah. Absolutely. It's it's definitely kind of nice. The, the other thing I've noticed too with bookings and, and Melanie, you could probably answer this because you're doing the booking. The times, usually you're booking way out in advance. Like you'd be booking for next year or next or yeah. now it's, it seems like it's booking like month to month. Is yeah, that something you're falling into too? Yeah. Yeah. It de- again, it depends on the city. Like, mm-hmm. you know, this is the first time we're going back out to California. We're trying to book a tour out West to California and Seattle and stuff again, because we had two trips out that way in 2020 that were canceled with the pandemic. And so, you know, we waited until things appeared to be safer. And so we started kind of booking in and of course, you know, it changes every day. And uh, some cities are like, Oh, we're not booking any dates, you know, in the spring until January or February. And I'm looking at dates in March and April, which to me is way too late to try to book a date. And then other places are like, oh, we've been booked up for six months. And so it's like, it's, it's weird. I don't know. You know what I mean? It's every town seems to have their own way of dealing with this and nobody's right and nobody's wrong. It's just like, nobody knows what to do. It's un charted territory everyone's just trying to be safe and do the right thing and that looks different to different people you know so it's weird for sure you guys are playing you guys are out playing the clubs again are you doing meet and greets are you talking to people are you keeping your distance from people yeah, um, I mean it, both. Yeah, it oh, depends. Yeah. I mean, uh, remember those six weeks in the summer where we thought we really had gotten past it? I know. <laughs> you know, we. Uh, I forgot we, about that. We, yeah, yeah, we did a festival out in uh, Appleton, Wisconsin, and it was it was like the old days. I mean, we we well, did. It like, was right after everybody started getting vaccinated. Yeah, and the so numbers numbers were really okay. low. No one masked up, including us, and we were just. And it was outside. A lot of yeah, it. Some yeah. of it was inside. We were around throngs of people, though. It was it was literally like the pandemic had never happened. But it was kind of in that little sweet spot before before you know the whole Delta, Delta. thing uh, started. But since then, you know, we were in Florida for a month, and we were basically just masking up when we were loading in and when we were talking to people selling merch. Yeah. Uh, like whenever we're not on stage, we mask up yeah. and we try to distance. And you know, we're big huggers. Mm-hmm. And we don't hug anybody anymore, which is super hard. I do this thing where I hug people with my eyes. And uh, can you eye hug me? Make, eye hug me right yeah, now. Yeah. Okay. Eye, ready? Uh, so yeah. let's make eye contact. All right, and well, then go like this with me. Oh. <laughs> and it's kind of like I felt hug. that. I felt that. <laughs> so we're doing eye hugs and fist bumps, I guess. And people would rather do that. And we just, or sometimes jazz hands. Um, so we're trying to be safe. We have, you know, uh, Santa hand sanitizer on the merch table, hand sanitizer on the stage. And like, you know, it's, we're trying. I mean, we don't, we don't want to give anybody anything. We don't want to catch anything. We, we've both been uh, vaccinated and boosted and. I got three. Give me another one. I don't yeah, care. I, I'll take as many <laughs> shots as you want to give we're me. We're trying to do <laughs> the right thing It's and still, yeah. still do our Thing. and it's just it's it's difficult to navigate for all of us yeah yeah, yeah. plus i mean yeah. you've, you've been dealing with some health complications too and you gotta yeah. kind of stay and, and yeah. take care of yourself so it's important to you know keep your distance from one another and you, just people don't care anymore i feel like too that's the they're, thing they're tired like, they're tired and yeah. i get it it's yeah. exhausting and it sucks yeah. but like the thing i think people lose sight of is that it doesn't just suck for you it sucks for everybody and there are some people who have health issues and so just because it sucks for you and you're tired doesn't mean you can lose sight of the fact that it's not just all about you it's about everybody and you got to think outside of yourself and some people forget that sometimes and i get it we're all human and sometimes we all just want to be selfish and do our own thing and we get it but like you can't right now Mm -hmm. so yeah yeah I mean, you gotta gotta get rid of those people that are like, I know my rights and it's my choice. Yeah. And oh God, just fall. You know, why can't you just be a I good know. human being and try to exactly. help others? 
Yeah. Exactly. But, you know, this yeah. is something we've been talking about every day for two years straight now. Every yeah, day. Yeah. It, it, there is no way you cannot bring up the Corona Coaster in conversation with anybody. <laughs> it's true. It's like you try to plan something and it, it just comes up in conversation because it's been ruining so many different things. So with that yeah. in mind, let's switch up the conversation a little bit. And I want to know how you two first hooked up, how you two first got together. When, yeah, give me the story. Okay, science fiction. That's it. That was the bond. So nerds. I went to a, a total nerdsy. <laughs> I went to a Star Trek movie. I don't remember which Star Trek movie it was because it was so long ago. Because mm-hmm. it's twenty years ago. But I was at a Star Trek movie at an actual movie theater. Oh, um, I remember those. Netflix wasn't a thing, so I was at an actual movie theater seeing a Star Trek movie, and I. Uh, you know, went out into the lobby to pee and get snacks or whatever. And I ran into this guy that was not rich. And he said, I'm, I heard you're a band in an open mic and I'm auditioning singers for a cover band. Do you want to come and make some extra money? And I said, yeah, I need money. So I showed up to the audition and this guy was there who was the bass player and he had a star Wars t-shirt on and we duped it out. Sharks and Jets style, Star Wars versus Star Trek. And um, we became friends and we were both in this cover band for a little while. A hot minute. Um, And we left that cover band to start writing songs. And then Rich professed his undying love for me and we went to Denny's. And there it is. Did I get so, it? Roma- so Did romantic. I get it? Yes. Did yeah. I forget anything? No. <laughs> <laughs> so that's no. the long and short of it. Yeah. Were you playing drums back then, Melanie? Were you in this? I was not. Band? I was no? just the chick singer in the front of the okay. band. And we did a lot of like Lilith Fair type artists. And then mm-hmm. we also did that was kind of like our first set. And then our second set was disco, because by then everyone was drunk. <laughs> so that was <laughs> Pretty much what we did, and it was uh, it was a rough six months. But it, was, it, was, uh, I mean, it was fun, it but was, it was also it was, uh, I, at the time in that band I was playing bass, and it is really fun to play some of those disco songs yeah. on bass. Oh, yeah. for sure, for like for like two weeks, and then you want to yeah. kill yourself. Yeah, and I did a lot of violin parts on the flute. Yeah, and uh, yeah, some of those songs were fun. Like you said, for a limited time, it was fun. Yeah, I did. You carry. Did you carry any of those disco songs over to Sarsi? You know, it depends on, there's a couple of nights where the crowd's gotten a little rowdy and dancey and like the club maybe wants us to do some extra encores and we'll throw in little riffs from them and like Rich will sort of Teasers, like, we do, we like to do teasers. Yeah, Rich will sort of like throw in riffs and I'll try to follow them and try to remember and uh, you know, we'll do like little snippets of them. So yeah. Occasionally. Yeah. It's it's fun when you want to play some of those songs. It's not fun <laughs> when you, when have, you to. have to. Right. Exactly. You know? Yeah. I got to back up really quick. Star Wars or Star Trek? I mean, I'm Star Wars. Yeah. yeah. Well, now, yeah. Yeah. now I'm both. Yeah. Now I, mean, I'm I, both. I, I do like them both as well, but. But my, I had never seen a Star Wars movie before I met Rich. Now I've seen them all, of course. Uh-huh. Huge fan. Huge yeah. fan. Uh, but my my childhood was star trek voyager which had captain katherine janeway the badass female captain of the starship and seven of nine and so i was like girls can do anything (laughs) so that was kind of you know my my first love rich you ever want to blow your mind get an oculus and play that um immortal vader i've been addicted to it oh really i heard that's amazing yeah oh my god so you're just you i fought side by side with darth vader last night it was great it was like the highlight (laughs) of my life we were back to back just beating off all these droids and i'm like i can't believe i'm fighting with darth vader right now this is so cool and then he comes up to you and he's just this mammoth of a of a being it's just he's just so big if you ever get a chance man and maybe next time you're in utica i'll bring my oculus to your gig so you can that sounds out. awesome. <laughs> that sounds fun. That yeah. sounds awesome. Yeah. Be it sounds away. cooler than when you fought Darth Vader at the um, Hollywood Walk of Fame. <laughs> <laughs> he did get, 
I just, I, when we were in Hollywood, we went to uh, Grumman's uh, Chinese theater and- uh, You could pay a guy who's in yes, a Darth yeah, Vader costume yeah, five yeah, bucks and yeah. he fights you with a lightsaber so, on the street. But that was still an experience. But then he scratches himself and says, give me a tip. And it's not as romantic. <laughs> and I feel like, I feel like he was shorter than me. So that's not really, that's not exactly. really the experience. Uh, not the same as the Oculus. <laughs> So when when about did when did your uh, touring schedule become so heavy? Was it because you you guys been at it for about twenty years? Did it start yeah. right off the bat? Did you guys hit the road right no. away? No, no, no. Uh, definitely more local in the beginning, and then it kind of became regional, and then um, I would say after about five five years, yeah. At, at the five year point, I think we were doing most of New England, and then a couple of short trips like to DC and back. Uh, but it was really after that, like, I think the first time we went to the West. 2006 was, yeah. was more like the whole East Coast. Yeah. And then maybe 2007, we kind of hit yeah. the West Coast. It wasn't until we we had, we had were signed with a label for a very short time. Um, and they actually booked our first West Coast tour. Um, and that kind of like lit a fire under us. And then when we uh, decided to emancipate ourselves from the record label, we continued <laughs> to book out West. But they did... They did show us that that first thing was yes, possible. Yes, although that yeah. tour was a uh, well, was, was a disaster. Well. It turns out Melanie is really good at uh, at booking the band, uh, yeah. much to her dismay. I'm every... motivated because I enjoy eating on yeah. a regular basis. So. <laughs> 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 you guys are definitely road warriors, and uh, you, you, you've hit the road. I mean, how how many shows have you played in a year? What's the most you've played in one year? Um, I think it's like two hundred and seventy. Wow, it's probably the most around that. I mean, year. for a while we were doing a, a, a double dipping thing. We we're doing two two gigs a day. Got to the point now, I think we're you can't do that anymore. on average between yeah. like I'd say two hundred and two twenty uh, a year. Yeah. I mean, that was obviously you know, the couple of years Pre-COVID. before COVID. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, but we're ramping back up. So, yeah. And you two have always been do it yourself type of band, no help with, with a record label or no man. Do you have management or right. an agent or anything? I mean, Mel, no, you're doing pretty much all the booking. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's pretty much just us. We have a small agency that'll help us with a couple of things. Um, you know, but I mean, we 99% were 99% yeah. me that does the bookings and, um, we have no management. We, we, I mean, again, we had that for a short time with the label and we made some really great contacts through that. Um, uh, one of which was this producer, uh, Paul Q. Coldery, who produced our last bunch of records. So even though we're not with the label, we still get to work with him. And that's been great because our records sound a lot better because of him. <laughs> yeah. um, so, you know, we, we did make some really good contacts, but it turned out that they really just lost us money they didn't make us money and so it didn't make sense for us to continue to, yeah. to do things with them but we learned a lot we paid for an education in the music it's an business. experience it's one of those <laughs> things as a musician yeah. you you know the brass ring is always getting signed yeah. so i i feel happy that we went through Tried it. it but after you know i think it was about two years we were just at the point where we were like we need to get out of this and and, and move on and and do things ourselves that's just how we roll yeah <laughs> and with all the technology too you don't really need it you know you can totally. do it all yourself yeah. it's at the it's at your fingertips we all have one of these things you know yeah, and, totally. uh, it's yeah. right at your fingertips and yeah and it doing it yourself what kind of advice would you give a band that's up and coming that wants to do it themselves like what kind of advice would you tell the young kids i would i would say um like the Number one thing to keep in mind just for your like emotional well-being is to always remember why you're doing it. Like you are always, well, at least I think everyone goes into playing music because of joy. Like you get joy from playing music mm -hmm. and you get joy from playing music for other people because you want to bring them some sort of joy or elicit some sort of emotional response. And so it's hard sometimes when you get into the nitty gritty of the business side of it sometimes you lose sight of that. But at the end of the day, if you're still getting joy from it and, and, and giving someone else joy from it, then you're doing it right. No matter how many rejections you get, no matter how much hard stuff that you have to go through in this career side of it, as long as the joy is still there, you're doing it right. And so it's, it's just hard to keep that in mind sometimes because 
I think sometimes people go into it naively and think they're going to do it for fame and fortune. And that's most likely not going to happen. And it has nothing to do with how good you are or how hard you work. You know, some of that is just luck and timing. And so as long as you still have the joy, you're on the right track. I love it. Since you're talking about joy, I want to switch it up a little bit. I want to know the shittiest gig you've ever been on. (laughs) How to narrow that down. (laughs) Uh, So we talk about Wizzy. (laughs) Wizzy was pretty bad. Wizzy was pretty bad. That was that was up there. Why don't you tell the? Or did you have another one? No, I was I was I was just thinking. We were we played a uh, sort of private function. Uh, for a large group of people. The Navy. I think it was the Navy. It was the Navy. Uh-huh. I didn't know if you wanted to throw that oh, in Oh, well, there. it's not the Navy's fault. <laughs> it was, uh, you know, it was kind of like a, <laughs> an event that the, the, uh, the Navy was putting together for uh, the actual people in the Navy and their families and their kids. It was kind of like, a, you know, family day on the Navy base. Outdoor. Outdoors. Thing. So um, we uh, went on and say people weren't necessarily I wouldn't say they weren't liking it but they weren't really paying attention. Oh, we were in front of the volleyball court. We were in front of a volleyball court. I may or may not have gotten hit in the head with a a, a, a stray volleyball, which is always a little, you know, Please, off that ball putting. care that day. But I think the most humiliating thing was <laughs> when we were done, we discovered we were just the opening act for Wizzy the Clown. Uh-huh. Uh who did like magic tricks and jokes. And let me tell you, he was a terrible clown. Balloon animals. But he crushed it. He was like killing at this event. Yeah. Uh, so Wizzy gave us this little business card and we uh, keep it in the van just to keep us humble. Yeah. After we, <laughs> if we ever start to feel really good about ourselves, we think about that day when Wizzy lit up that crowd and we went over like a fart in church. Yes. And uh, yeah. We had actually a, a, a pretty bad gig <laughs> this year. Uh, one of our on the trip that we did out to the Midwest oh, during that, that during the uh, during this the six weeks uh, uh, where where COVID numbers were low, we were doing uh, just an outdoor show uh, in Chicago in a suburb of Chicago, uh, and it was a beautiful sunny summer day until we took the stage, mm-hmm. and then it was like end of the world hailstorm that picked up in like five seconds. We had to tarp everything. No roof on the yeah, stage. Yeah, there's no roof on, on the, the stage. stage. And it was yeah. so it was so windy <laughs> and raining so hard that we had to stay and hold the tarp down yeah. over our, our equipment uh, with all the other bands that were playing, just holding on for dear life while hail pelted our bare skin. Yeah. And it was... Because it, it was, was summer, I had he yeah. had short sleeves on. I had a dress on. We I, had like welts on it our was body. The ninety next day degrees. From the hail. It was ninety degrees, <laughs> but when, in the middle of the hailstorm, we were all shivering because it was just like <laughs> just frozen blocks of ice just pelting us. Mother uh, nature. Yeah, we didn't really get to play, but uh, you know, that wasn't the greatest. <laughs> were you able to save the gear? Yeah, yeah, everything was yeah. everything was fine. My drum kit's a little rusty. All the hardware on my drum kit was a little rusty. And you did so pick up some rust. Yeah. I had to get one of those uh, brushes and try to. I was sitting in the driveway when we got home with all the my, my hardware laid out, drum hardware, just kind of scraping the rust off. It is what it is, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, you should get Wizzy the Clown to do a soundbite on your next album. <laughs> that son of a bitch. Listen to me. See, he made a snake as one of his balloon animals, and I don't even think that counts. That doesn't That's count. Just blowing up a balloon. <laughs> Did he try a face on it or something? Yeah, but it's just a it's just a log, basically. And he's handing that out, and people were going crazy. There we go. Crazy for it. Did he have a shtick other than the balloon animals animals? Did he have yeah, a, like some I kind mean, of jokes or anything? He yeah. had some, he had some magic, but he had it was a thing all that flower that shot water, and, yeah. you know, <laughs> that whole thing. You know, but we, but we opened for him, so we can put that in our resume. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, since we're on the subject of of Wizzy, give me a good pinch me moment. Have you had a, a moment where it's just I can't believe my career has taken me to this point in my life? <laughs> Yeah, like good, like good. Yeah, yeah, that, that Wizzy. Way. We're, yeah, 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 we're pushing Wizzy aside. 
we recently just played, well, there was one time we played at a live at five in Albany, New York. Huge gig. For a crowd of like 20,000 people and got mm -hmm. a standing ovation. That was uh -huh. pretty cool. And then just recently we played in uh, Philadelphia at World Cafe Live, which is a pretty prestigious venue. We opened for a friend of ours band. Her name is Christine Havrilla uh, and Gypsy Fuzz. They're an awesome band. Everyone should check them out. And Christine is a cancer survivor like me. And so it was a, an emotional night. It was our first time all kind of playing together since the pandemic. It was just kind of cool to be back at it and having people cr crying in the crowd and mm -hmm. like in a good way. And I, to me, I often have that realization when we are touring, like uh, I spent the birthday before the pandemic, we were in uh, Salt Lake City, Utah, doing uh, a bunch of shows. And we went to, uh, on my actual birthday, Arches Na uh, National Park. Mm -hmm. You know, if you had told me as a young man that my musical career would allow me to play shows to people that want to hear our music in Utah and then be able to spend yeah. my birthday at Arches National Park, I would have been like, you're crazy. Yeah. It's a lot of those little micro moments. We're, we're really grateful. Yeah. We're, very, we're lucky that we're able yeah. to do what we do and, and, and meet people all over the country and it's, and a, it's a cool life. I had a personal musical thing, like during the pandemic, you know, I grew up with a piano in my house, but I've never been really comfortable playing the piano in front of anybody. And I kind of, Rich encourages me all the time. And I kind of started doing it during some of our live streams during the pandemic. And we play at the Bitter End in Greenwich Village in New York. Uh, that's like our New York City spot that we play. And they have a piano on the stage. And everybody who's ever been there has played that piano from like Carol King and Stevie Wonder and Lady Gaga, like they've all played that piano there. And um, so I recently got the chance to play that piano live on stage. And wow. uh, that was pretty cool. Like I never thought that I would be playing the piano in front of anyone, let alone that piano at the bitter end. So um, that was a moment for me too. Hey, Melanie, before we got on this podcast, I was looking at your Facebook page and noticed you guys played with Tracy Bonham recently. Yes. And I was surprised to hear that she was still active. What was that like? She, she blew me away. Yeah. Her yep. band was one of the best bands I've ever seen. Of course, we knew the hit. We had the album with the hit on, you know, Mother, Mother. Mother, Mother. Love yeah. the album. But she is so much more than that. Mm, like, yeah. so much more. She definitely moved, moves past that in her personal growth and her songwriting and, and her career, which is, which is cool to see because that a lot of people – you know, having a big hit can be a great thing and also a horrible thing for a band. They're a very yeah. like jazz influenced band. She yeah. had a jazz drummer. It was a it was a trio. She had a jazz drummer, a, a person who played upright bass, and then she played uh, guitar, piano, and violin. Wow! And sang, and her voice sounded better than ever. Yeah. And they were so kind, very very nice yeah. people, and just put on an amazing show. I mean, if, if they're coming anywhere near anyone, you should go see them because they are a seriously amazing. Yeah. yeah. And as a kind of related pinch me moment to what we were just talking about, uh, the person that produced her first, or not a first record, but the record with Mother Mother on it, her big hit song, was actually Paul Q. Coldery, who has produced our last four records. And yes. he also did uh, Radiohead's Pablo Honey, did Whole Live Through This. He did a lot of he did a lot of records that Melanie and I actually own. Yeah. So that was actually a very cool, and that was a really good hookup from the label and just that having that relationship with him, we feel really comfortable with him. So that's, that's been kind of a, a, a nice pinch me moment for, uh, for me, uh, just that we get to work with Paul. <laughs> yeah. What would be your ultimate opening slot? Who, who would you open for? Paul McCartney. Yeah. Paul McCartney. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's not yeah. taking our calls. You know? <laughs> so. Damn you, Paul. <laughs> but he's for us like yeah. God. Yeah. He's God, yeah. you know. So I'm glad um, you bring up Paul McCartney. Have you got have you guys watched Get Back on Disney Plus? No, but so many yet. people oh. have been messaging us about it. They said it's awesome. It's incredible. Yeah. You'll love it. And yeah. all yeah. I'm gonna say is poor George Harrison. That's all I'm gonna say. Aww. I feel bad for George. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, if you get a chance, check it out. And the, the other one I love too was the one that Rick Rubin did with Paul McCartney. Three, two, one. Have you seen that one? 
We did not see that either. No. That one's incredible. Catching up to do. You do. It's really cool. Rick Rubin and Paul McCartney sit in an isolation booth. They sit in a studio and they go through each track and kind of pinpoint and just, you know, Paul's. If Paul remembered doing this and doing that, and it's just an amazing. He gets emotional too. So if you get a chance, check both of them out. Three to one was yeah. really, really well done. And uh, Rick Rubin getting to you know going through and just going through those songs with like almost like looking through a microscope. You know, it was right. really yeah. interesting. And then with this um, get back thing, it's like you see Beatles creating these songs that we've heard for a hundred years and yeah. you, you see them, you see these songs in its infancy stage and it's just such an amazing, amazing documentary. Check it out. If you def, if you get a chance <laughs> I'm, yeah, for sure, I'm hanging out with Sarcy. We are live on Facebook. If you're watching on Facebook, please click the share button. Robin's saying hello to you guys. Robin from the trail. Yeah, yeah. She's saying hello. We and, love Robin and the trail. Is, now, is that how you guys got your uh, foot in the door in Utica was through the tram? I think so. Also, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We did a lot. We did a lot of shows with with those guys. Yeah. 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 I think that's Back. probably our first show that we ever did was the tram. Yeah. And then yeah. we played at Utica Music Fest. Yeah, that was fun. That was a lot yeah, of fun. Yeah. I don't remember. It's a, as I like to refer to those years as my blackout years. Hashtag my blackout years. <laughs> <laughs> uh judy's checking in too saying great to see you mel and rich merry christmas looking Hi, forward judy. to looking forward to seeing you guys at woodland on february 13th yes absolutely excited for that we're going to be uh the day before valentine's day going to be there we were talking about that show before this podcast started and like all these brew pubs that are popping up. You can actually make a whole tour of all these brew pubs that are going on. They're popping up a lot in your area as well, right? Yeah, and just all over the country. I feel like when we play in Florida, I feel like 80 to 90% of our shows in Florida are at, are at brew pubs. Yeah, I'm a good wife. Yeah. So that's where I book us. It's good. I do love, I do love your severe. So. <laughs> I'm the designated driver. We were kind of talking about that before yeah. we started. So I'm the designated driver after yeah. the brew pubs and yeah. Rich is the designated backseat driver. I do. I do almost all of the driving uh, just because I enjoy driving. Obviously I don't drink and drive, but Mm-mm. you know, and Melanie does not like to drive. And honestly, I don't like when Melanie drives either. Nobody likes it. <laughs> <laughs> but she will drive us back to the hotel uh, generally if i've had uh, too many at a, at a place so what kind of beers you prefer rich uh i like the beer flavored ones those are my favorite uh i mean i i love i love them all i mean i i go through all the seasonal thing i mean i love i love this time of year the porters and the stouts and uh you know, I love a good IPA. Basically, rarely have met a, a beer style that I that I don't not, like. You're not a big fan of the bourbons. I don't like the bourbon barrel stuff too much. Yeah. I don't like, uh, I guess, reds too much. But or sours. Know, I love, yeah, the sours. I'm not into either. So apparently, there's a, quite a few that I don't like. See, I know. <laughs> I pay attention. You're a good wife. I'm a good <laughs> wife. <is>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mel, yeah. do you not drink? Uh, I don't drink very often because uh, it makes me lose my voice. And so Uh it's a drag if I don't have my voice for a show. So if we have time off, I will, I might have a beer and I enjoy a milk stout, something creamy that tastes like a milkshake. Uh Uh, But quite honestly, if I was to just choose my drink, I'm kind of like the dude and I would, I would have a white Russian. So that would be my drink of choice. (laughs) Everybody likes a good Caucasian from time to time, right? Yeah. <laughs> I love a good Caucasian. Melly, do you have a ritual, a pre-show ritual, as far as getting your yeah. voice warmed up? Do you do exercises or drink some honey, or what's your routine? Yeah, I have a, a warm-up, a vocal warm-up. I took uh, voice lessons with a woman named Nini O'Neill out of Albany, New York, who is just like the Yoda of singing. She's <laughs> awesome. Um, and she allowed me to record a bunch of our lessons and I compiled like this 20 minute vocal warm up on there. And, uh, I do that. Like it's my religion. I will not go on stage until I've done that vocal warm up. And then I, I just drink room temperature water for the whole show. No ice. That's something people don't know. If you drink ice before you sing, you're like icing up your muscles in your throat. And so that makes them less flexible. So if you drink room temperature stuff, then it makes your voice more pliable. And if you drink hot, people think you're supposed to drink hot tea when you sing, 
but that actually dehydrates your cords. So room temperature ah. is the way to go. Yeah. Every, everybody yeah. has a different exercise, a different way of yeah. warming up. What People? do you do? Do you do something? No, I can't sing. <laughs> <laughs> me neither i do nothing <laughs> I, I drink more tequila that's that's my yeah. warm-up. <laughs> yeah. keeps... i've heard melanie's warm-up so many times like i could probably recite it just okay. because i've been doing it for a long time there's one part where i don't know what the exercise is but she says beam 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 right in the face right in the face <laughs> that's true you want to feel it right in the face yeah <laughs> Nice. Would you guys ever open or, or play with another band as far as like other members of the band or is it just going to be strictly you two forever? Oh, you mean like hire other people to play hire with Hire other people, yeah. Um, I mean, for fun sometimes it might be. We, we actually, did one show, yeah, yeah in uh, Saratoga at a place called uh, Putnam Place. And we had some friends of ours jam yeah. with us, Ben Zaleski and Margo Macero, yeah. and uh, we, we were like a four-piece for one night. They're the two of them are, they're both young babies that graduated from Berkeley that they could play anything, any instrument you hand them with their eyes closed. They were amazing. So it was super fun yeah. to do that. Um, so yeah, maybe from time to time we would do that for fun. Oh, and we've had actually Lisa and Lori Brigantino played with us That's at true. the Bitter End yeah. uh, and Tommy Milioto, Lisa's mm -hmm. husband. Uh, played with us at the bitter end as a full band for one show um which was super fun they did harmonies with me because rich doesn't really sing at all and so it was really fun for me to have people to harmonize with and they're amazing musicians amazing musicians that I, like i always uh, uh envisioned if we ever had the budget for it uh and if we were touring on a different level we would still want to do the core of our show as just the the two of us, but it would be really fun to have someone come out and, you know, play the drums on a song or two and have Melanie come out. Yeah. Like when uh, I love the band Muse and uh, seen them a couple of times and uh, often the singer who is the guitarist and piano player often will come out and someone else will play the piano or he'll play the piano and someone else play the guitar. So yeah. Uh, It'd be, it would be kind of fun to yeah, do that. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You guys are touring so much. You got any new bands you could put on my radar? Anybody you're high on right now? Do you want people from the area? Uh, it do doesn't matter. Wherever. Anywhere. anywhere. Just it's some of your favorite yeah. bands right now. Are you now. thinking of the same band? Probably Fresno. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a band <laughs> called Cloud Ship. You okay, would wait. I gotta write these freaking down. love them. I write you these down, actually. They're, so, they're the, mo the band that we've played with. One of Cloud? the only bands that's most like us. But not. But they're not musically no, not no, like no. us at all. But, but their setup is similar to ours. Cloud Ship, all one word. They're okay. from Fresno, Fresno, California. And Cloud they're Ship. like a prog rock. Duo. Duo. They have like a little bit of a prog rock thing. They've got a little bit of a funk and just a rock mm -hmm. influence. So they're, I think, musically right up your alley. Like you would like their songs. But um, the drummer is the lead singer. And he plays bass on an iPad that he has set up like a piano with his hand while he's drumming and singing. Wow. Sounds Brandon. familiar. He's sounds he's sounds amazing. familiar. He's amazing. <laughs> and then the guitar player plays guitar and he's uh, barefoot and he's got a pedal board um, in, at his feet and he plays bass with the pedals with his feet. Uh, so they sound like this full band. And, you know, we're more like a pop, indie pop rock. So genre wise we're not the same but like setup wise it's very similar to us and um, their live show was amazing we actually amazing. played with them in amazing. uh in utah yeah yes yeah. and we're going to be playing with them in fresno when we go out to california this spring so they're fantastic and then uh christine havrilla and gypsy yeah. fuzz who we mentioned before is more like singer songwriter um gypsy female fronted fuzz. singer songwriter folk rock and but it's uh, christine havrilla yeah h-a-v-r-i-l-l a. I call her Havila Tequila. <laughs> uh, and then uh, I would say Lisa and Lori Brigantino. Uh, they're more like a like a old timey folk act from New York City. But they actually do a uh, uh, they do kind of a comedy musical comedy act yeah. uh, called the uh, Vicky and Nikki Show, yeah. where they are uh, pretending to be two 
women from northern Minnesota. They have the accents and all that. But I mean, just the musicianship between the two of them is, so is, is amazing. They each play like 100 instruments. They're actually doing a Christmas themed live stream. Uh, December 12th. Yeah, December 12th. Yeah. So. Um, God, I know there's like a million more. Um, I used to, we played with this band in uh, like Long Beach, California area called The Captain's Son. Oh yeah, they were really cool. Uh, I'm yeah. not sure if they survived the the apocalypse. Yeah, they're still playing. Um, <laughs> but uh, they're, uh, they're a really fun, poppy, poppy band. Um, I mean, and from Utica, we don't have to turn you on to the Old Maine. Everybody yeah, of knows course. who the Old Maine is, of course. We yeah. love them. And um trying to think of like local people um how about in your region in our region i would say i'm a really big fan of uh this woman named girl blue i don't know if you know her she's won like a ton of awards in the area she's a brilliant singer songwriter on the rise in our area she's fantastic girl blue um yeah b-l-u-e girl blue and um you know, and a wild Adriatic, which is they're kind of on hi- hiatus right now. Yeah, they're, they're taking, a, yeah. Yeah. They're taking <laughs> yeah. a break. Yeah, I um, love that band, by the way. Love yeah, yeah, they're yeah. amazing. Yeah. Great Check band. Yeah. band. Yeah, is yeah. Super Four Hundred great, great band and great guys. Super Four Hundred. Yeah, and they've actually been doing a lot recently. They just celebrated their twenty fifth anniversary, yeah. so they've wow. been doing a bunch of stuff. Uh, Huge uh, fans uh, of them yeah. as well, and yeah. we're Same. playing together this summer. Um, at a uh, thing at the um, Haven uh, Music Festival in Schenectady, we're going to be uh, playing with Super Four Hundred and, and the, the Figs. figs. Yeah, uh, so that's kind of exciting. We're looking forward to that this July. Doing that. Um, yeah, there's yeah, a the- lot of great music in the in the in the Northeast, and just yeah. there's so much great music out there in the world that is not the 10 bands that they play on commercial radio <laughs> right well we could go yeah. through all of upstate new york start from albany yeah. all the way over to buffalo and probably name 10 bands from each city that are kick-ass mm-hmm. and could mm-hmm. be heavy heavily played on any playlist that is out there and available yeah so yeah. much great music and then with yeah. you know of course with technology it's so easy to seek it out too which is yeah. awesome what's uh future plans for sarcy what do you guys got going on you got some gigs you're gonna record an album what's happening yeah we um well we're working on writing some new stuff we're working on a new music video which should be out in a couple weeks we've been oh, working cool. a lot uh this week on a video for a song that we wrote and recorded during the apocalypse as i say it's a song called astronauts <laughs> that we recorded remotely actually with uh, Paul Q. Coldry, which was a, a totally weird experience, not being in the same room and having him produce something. We just sent files back and forth yeah, uh, so that we could all stay safe. But then we, weird. you know, once things kind of started to open up, we, we wanted to get the video done, but we really wanted to focus on getting out there and doing a bunch of shows. Uh, so the video we've been kind of doing sporadically when we've been home. Uh, but uh, this, uh, these <laughs> awesome, uh, a film company that's local and they're friends of ours, Justin and Leanne Maine. They're part of this group called Magic Wig. They agreed to do the video and they also allowed us uh, to have their daughters star in it. So uh, their daughters are the stars of our video. They're they're nine and 11 sassy chicks (laughs) who are in the video. So um, that should be out soon uh, hopefully within a couple of weeks yeah and uh, this week we've been spending a lot of time doing there's some uh stop motion animation yeah. aspects and you know we're very diy so for some reason we thought we could do this ourselves so we're we've been doing that in the in the basement all week it's been interesting but. yeah so we're so we're working on that and then we've got a national tour coming up for this uh next year we're going to be going all really all over the whole us um yeah we're leaving january 3rd and we're going down the the whole east coast florida and back and then we're home for like a week or two and then we head out uh west for almost three months so we're doing mostly our full band shtick but sometimes we have some storyteller stripped down acoustic shows we have one of those coming up at uh, the 443 in syracuse on yeah. december 30th and cafe lena in saratoga on january 1st mm-hmm. um and we're and we're writing music in our off time, quote unquote, hopefully have a new <laughs> album out next year too. So, nice. Yeah. Are you continuing with the live stream too? Are you keeping up with that or? Yes, we have a Christmas live stream coming up. <laughs> ah. uh, 
December 23rd. And then also we're doing a live stream December 20th for the Keys program, which is based out in Utica. Um, and they're a charity organization that does music therapy stuff for kids with cancer. Uh, so December 20th, we'll be doing a free live stream for um, a kid who's in their program named Erica. She's a cancer survivor and a 13-year-old warrior. And uh, and everybody can tune in for free and watch that show too. So Amazing, yeah. amazing. And it's good that you you help out. And Melanie, you're you're one of the toughest girls I know. You've battled <laughs> it a few times, and yeah. you know, and much love to both of you. Seriously, Thanks, for, for you. Thanks, it's, it's been a, it's struggle, you know. I, and then with COVID hitting and everything, and you guys are still at it. So it's just a testament of the type of people that you are, and you guys are warriors yourselves. So Thanks, keep it going, you. keep it going. Thank I love you. seeing it. How could people find you online if they're interested in checking you out? If they haven't checked you out already, and if they haven't checked you out already, what are you waiting for? <laughs> for the latest updates you should definitely go to our myspace page because i update that almost every day i thought it was linkedin really linkedin maybe uh we're at cersy.com s-i-r-s-y.com and then there's links to our facebook, facebook and instagram, instagram. we just started a tiktok i had to have my friend's kids tell me how to do that we don't know what the hell we're doing with that but we're working on it and uh, yeah, Twitter. We're on all the things. Yeah. Um, Spotify. Yeah, all, everything. We're on all the everywhere. Things. YouTube. Rich, <laughs> Rich, before we get out of here, give me your best TikTok dance. Oh my God! There's no. <laughs> How do I cut the feed to this? I got nothing. I got nothing. <laughs> I, I feel like this that's is, the that's the my thing. Tic, my TikTok. <laughs> as you slowly fade out i love it i love it you guys thank you so much for taking the time it's great to see you and coming up on uh february 13th the day before valentine's day you guys will be at woodland for our uh, local listeners so make sure you go yes, out sir. and support that i love what woodland's doing and uh yeah. do you guys plan on playing there in the summertime maybe outside absolutely yeah. yes we love the outdoor space yeah. there. yeah yeah cool cool yeah. well it's, it'll be great to uh see you guys in person and, and it was great to catch up with you both today and much love to you both and keep Thanks keeping you. on and doing your thing. You guys are road warriors and I love what you guys are doing. So keep it up. Thank, Proud thanks of you guys. for everything you do for the music scene too. Z. Thanks uh, for being you. I'm Appreciate trying. <laughs> yeah. Nah, yeah. I just do it. it. You know, it's fun. And you know, if you got anything coming up, please use my platform. I tell all the bands all the time, please use my platform. It's what it's here for. It's we promote, you know, we get the music out there. So if you got a new song or a video, hit me up, please. Okay, cool. and congrats! I, I see you won a Sammy too. For the, oh yeah, uh, thank you. For thank the you. series, congratulations! Yes, yeah. yes, thank you very much. That was fun. I, I don't remember accepting the award, but uh, it was a fun party. <laughs> <laughs> it was a fun party. But much love to you guys. Thank you to EJA Moving Services, Joey's at three hundred seven, Utica Coffee, my attorney Dave Longaretta, Saranac Brewery, uh, Billy the Liquor Guy, and Ballsy Ballwash dot com. Rich, I got to get you some nut rub, man. I do. It'll change your life. It will. And, and the ball wash is good, too, because the ball wash you use in the shower. But the, with the nut rub, it's the anti-chafe and the anti-sweat. And, uh, and your, your groin area will smell forest fresh. I, uh, I'm all in favor of it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll send you some samples. May the force be with you. <laughs> You guys, I'll see you on February 13th. I'm definitely going to come out to say hello. So great to see you both. Thank Thanks you. again for taking the time. You too. Peace. Happy holidays. Have a good day. Thanks for listening to this podcast. If you'd like to contribute and help with the cost of the producing this podcast, you can hit our virtual tip jar on Venmo at XYTODA. Please subscribe on all our podcast platforms. Follow, like, and subscribe all things Disruption Network on social media. And visit our website, disruptionnetwork.net.